0: What's up guys, welcome to episode 43 of At The Face. This episode we catch up with an absolute hero of our game and a true inspiration, Laura Warren. Before we get into it, special thanks to the show's Patreon supporters for your continued support. On Patreon you get early access and extended episodes as well as additional episodes. All proceeds go towards the running cost of the show, you can give as little or as much as you like. Episode 43, Wales and GB International, Laura Nonstop Warren. Tell us, where did you first get into lacrosse?
1: So I was at a primary school in the South Wales Valleys, not a very rich area, so obviously lacrosse is kind of known as a rich sport, isn't it really? Um, But my parents had literally just separated and we had a new teacher come into the school and about three weeks ago, he said before, he had gone on a a course to teach lacrosse um, and he said he did it because he wanted there to be more sports where boys and girls could play together. Mm Uh, So we'd literally just learned the sport, bought it in primary school when I was age nine, picked up a stick and loved it straight away. Loved it. And that's how it began. So 31 years ago.
0: So what were the playing opportunities like then? Like, could you, were there teams to go to or did you just stick with pop for a while? No,
1: we stuck with pop. But back then teachers could take kids to, you know, pop the kids in the school and in the car and take them off so we were very fortunate that the teacher understood what was going on at home and he would drive us so a good half an hour drive to a place called panarth mm-hmm. a lady called chris Schumack um had a little club there Panath club and i would go there so i'd do pop across. so we we did all the tournaments as a come live primary school and yep. then i drove to Panath for the the mixed ones. i've got some best friends still from way back then no way. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So from the age of nine, you played through, uh, you then went to Exeter Uni, is that right? right yeah, so
1: before then, the only school that seemed to play lacrosse, secondary school, was a school called Howells. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, one of the teachers had uh, was coaching at Panath Lacrosse Club, so somehow got us in to Howells, and that's where I played throughout school then. And then, yeah, headed off to Exeter for a year. Thinking I, I was going to be there for three years, but I didn't because obviously Maryland came along.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're um, we're going to talk about Maryland a little bit down the line. Um, awesome. All right. So you literally played pop from the age of nine. Absolutely loved it and just yeah. stuck with it. What was it about it that you, do you remember? What was it about it that you like really got? Because pops, pops is similar to, you know, women's and, and the, the field game and such, but six, there is six, some big differences.
1: Yeah, yeah, so because so, um, I was a footballer um, then and I just loved ball sports. I, do, I don't know what it was about lacrosse. I just found it fun. And I think because I was quite lucky, I could catch quite quick, you know, as a...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And because you could do it then, I just came naturally because I just enjoyed it. And I think it was an outlet from what was going on at home. Yeah. So I would just... We were fortunate to be given the stick to take home so I remember oh, just going nice. to the garages and, and just playing.
0: And yeah, then- if, you can get, if you can get over that hurdle of being able to pass and catch, that's exactly. going to be much more enjoyable a lot quicker, isn't it? Exactly,
1: yeah. So I think I was lucky with, with that.
0: Okay. All right, awesome. Uh, Laura, who is your favourite person in the game?
1: Do you know, this is really tough because I like any person that's nice, basically. But um, <laughs> So obviously, most people would say players like Charlotte North and and things like people like that. If I had to pick someone stateside, it would be someone like Lizzie Colson because okay. she is a grafter. She works. She's interception queen. She's a workhorse. H- workhorses are like my favourite type of people. Somebody who just doesn't give up. And you can just see they love the sport. Not selfish players. They just, they, they just love it. But if I had to pick people, I would – you know Charlotte Williams, Willie, from Team Wales? She is one yeah. of my favourite yeah. players to play with because she is just gritty. And I know she is just not going to give in. And there is nothing more special than playing next to a teammate that you know is just going to literally put her body on on the line. So I say I've got lots of players, but particularly I love playing with Willie.
0: Awesome. All right. That's cool. It is a really hard question as well. Like you said, Any anyone that's nice, you'll t- I tend to find lacrosse people are nice. We tend yeah. to be nice people, if yes. you know what I mean. Yeah. You, you meet people in the game, you think like, you know what? We're not even good friends, and I haven't seen you for a couple of years, but you'll have a good chat with them. They're nice people to talk to.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter whether Wales, England, Scotland, just anyone. But do you know when that question came to mind as well? I, there was, a, There's another player, but they're not a lacrosse player. Can I tell you who else
0: is? Yeah, 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 of course. Cool. Go for it. It's
1: Gareth Bale. Obviously, I'm Welsh. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: The thing I really resonate with him is he's older, obviously not my age, but obviously, so he used to be a superstar. He still is a superstar, but... Um, he's had in- injuries and different things. But he's that did himself, I think, to how his playing skills have changed. changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there was one match, oh, I can't remember when it was last year. It was one of the Euro qualifiers, possibly, or even the Euros, and he missed a penalty. And you could just see in his body language, it was like, he just dropped it straight away. Yeah, And then he was able then to go and create two goals from corners, literally straight after. And it's just the fact that he's a player that, you know, he just makes a mistake and just cracks on.
0: Yeah, yeah, the mindset of it. Yeah. It's just, what's the point in dwelling on that? Yeah. Get on, do something a bit better yeah. instead.
1: So I've got my lacrosse players and my football players. He's
0: a great player. Gareth yeah, Bale's a great yeah. player. You
1: he just kind of, just we see it because um, where I train on my own, it's right where the Welsh football team play. Oh, really? Uh, you know, see them about and uh, one of my best friends works in the FAW and just he just sounds like, yeah, just a nice person.
0: Awesome. All right, that's cool. Two two quality individuals there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's flip that question on its head. Uh, your biggest grudge in the game?
1: Oh, when the final whistle goes. Literally. You I just want to
0: carry on playing?
1: I just love it. Um, <laughs> you know, that's such a hard question because the game has definitely developed, hasn't it, over, over the years? I think I'm the wrong person to ask this question, just because I'm one of those who will just go with the flow. Okay. So if you know, if if there's a change, I'm like, well, I can't do anything about the change, so I'm just gonna gonna play. If um, yeah. So that's a... I don't think I have any.
0: Is that like a natural? Is that does that come naturally to you? Or is that a mindset that you've tried to? Create, I think that's if you know what a mean.
1: mindset I've created. So I think from um. Because I love sports psychology, and because with my job and I'm a people watcher, I like learning about people.
0: So what is I, it you do for a job?
1: So I do a little bit of, of both. Um, so I've owned some ladies' fitness centers before, but I've run a business called Fit Mama
0: UK. Yep. Yeah, I saw and, the email.
1: Yeah, so I, um, I train women postnatally. Oh, wow. So t- pregnancy and postnatal back to fitness and things. But the other side thing is something called Girls in Sport, where mentoring. Okay. Um, so i just love learning about people so it's definitely a, a developed skill there i think because um growing up going from i think when we had my parents together big brother and big sister in the house and everyone seemed to disappear so i think i looking into you know different things where um kind of not like abandonment theory but you kind of felt left out so you kind of felt a bit sorry for yourself growing up yeah, and then yeah. um i think um with the separation I had and how years were in, into that, I kind of, you kind of feel, felt sorry for yourself and you, but then I was like, I snapped out of that. I, I thought, you know, it's, no one else can, you know, help yourself really. You have to do it yourself. You either want to make excuses for what's going on, blame everyone else or and be miserable for the rest of your life. Or you just flip it over, find the positive. So I can look back now at all the stuff that's happened and, I'm just so grateful for it all, and now I think I've just learned to. If something happens, okay. Well, what? There's there's a reason for it's happened. It that it's happened, and um, try and use it positively. I know it sounds cheesy, but no, absolutely. Either absolutely misery or pick. You know, being happy.
0: As you know, people pay very good money to get that kind of. Um, I wouldn't say info, but get that kind of. Assistance and help and outlook because it's I think as humans we quite naturally just go to negative, don't we? It's the thing oh, that we yeah. we blame everyone else and we go negative and that's the yeah. easy thing to do. So
1: and you, that's and you, awesome. And you can kind of like notice some like we're all human, aren't we? So you, you will have days where you maybe you're not feeling as upbeat as you want or some things. You know, you're not feeling the best. But as long as you can recognise that, and then over, over years, I think you just gain experience of finding your tools that.
0: That help you get back into yeah. in
1: feeling a bit brighter and stuff. Absolutely, there's, just um... playing lacrosse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. Better right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Running around, having fun, enjoying yourself. Yeah. It's 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 not always easy to get out and do it as we know, but it's. I always feel better after a training session or yeah. something like that. And um, it makes me make what you just said made me think. There's I can't remember the handle because um, it's obviously on the spot, but there's a uh, an Instagram profile and it's about mental well-being and stuff and I like following things like that because I find it yeah, interesting yeah. similar to, to you do and there was one the other day um, and it very much resonated with a situation that had happened earlier in my day and it, I was yeah. going through Instagram just on a break and it, all it said was Shh, stop telling people how uh, annoyed or upset you are no one actually cares and I was like that's golden no one actually cares stop telling them they don't want to hear it Joe. get on with it yeah
1: so do you know like you you're if ever you know you're walking along and someone will say how are you or I'll notice i say how are you and straight away it's a negative yeah, yeah so every time someone's about to ask me rather than just saying oh you you know give something good back and then you naturally feel I don't know you can
0: so has it become easier to get that mindset over the years or is it do you know what i mean like is it something you, you've you worked on or do you do are you quite naturally just a pot like let's find the positive or is it something that's getting easier the more you do it or it takes a bit of time it, or it
1: definitely does take work it doesn't just okay. i don't think it just comes like that i've always been you know i think i've been quite full of life although mum and dad might disagree with me I'm like, <laughs> um sorry. but um it definitely is a skill you have to learn 100 okay. percent. you need to learn it
0: that's cool. the more you do okay. it
1: the more
0: well the easier it comes yeah it's habitual isn't it the more it becomes a habit don't say something negative say something positive yeah you'll actually just start saying positive i think it's
1: funny actually i i got a feeling within way i don't know no not many people will come and moan to me because <laughs> i don't <laughs> honestly i i think i'm the one that they just won't come and moan because they'll just <laughs> i don't know you're that watching.
0: you're that post, you're the one going, Shh, I actually I don't like, want to hear God,
1: it. <laughs> and I'm back. No, I think I tend to try and hide and avoid it, you know.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Um, so what tell us a bit about the girls in sport work that you're doing. Like, what is that is that does that tie into it or um
1: so yeah, so I've done some mentoring at Northland and Collegiate School with Jill Oldcroft. So mm-hmm. we've done that where we just because um, I think a lot of girls don't get the support um and the edu- education, really, on everything related to, you know, their hormones, um, hormones, fuel for them, because we are built differently, men, women. Absolutely. Um, so I've loved that. But we have just literally about to finish next week something here in Wales. We've got some funding from Cardiff Summer of Fun to run a nine-week girls in sport course. So once a week, we've got different age groups. Um, and anyone that plays any girl sport is invited along. And we've had different topics each week. Covering fuel, covering menstrual cycle, covering uh, dealing with you know work, school, dealing with coaches, um, dealing with setbacks. Um, but at the start of that, we do different workouts together. So all different sports coming together to work out. Just because I think a lot of girls drop out of support because they don't have the right friendship groups, right support groups. Yeah. You know, it's back then. It wasn't cool to be sporty. It is now. I think it's a big. Thing to it's do.
0: certainly changed it's yeah. certainly changed massively yeah. for the better obviously but yeah i agree with you back then i, th- I think the general rule of thumb was you hit 13 you stop playing sport as a female like yeah. when i was growing up it was not a thing
1: no exactly so we're just trying to get all girls from different sports to support each other you know so i've absolutely loved that this week that's but amazing i'm also a mentor on something called the true athlete project i don't know if anyone's heard of that um so again we're we're mentoring so it's um people can get funded places i believe and you get paired up with a mentor so there's some olympians on there uh, mentoring as well you meet with your, your oh, mentee wow. every week and again you're they're just there for that voice because i think you can have in in sports you can have your snc you can have your physio you can have your coach there's no one kind of there to tie it all in and for them to chat to without any having any worry that the coach might be not in want to hear that or where yeah. their s and c might not let them do this and, and that so it's just having that person to to let it out to really
0: you are super busy without a shadow of a doubt that's for sure that's good for... <laughs> all right cool um Laura what would you change about the game if you could
1: Oh Lord what would I change about the game
0: don't have to have an answer. No, if you're happy with the game as it is, then you're happy with the game as it is.
1: I do don't want them to get rid of the ten side. I don't want it. To, I love six aside, but I just definitely don't want it to become just a six aside. I'm hoping it will stay a bit like rugby. You know, you get your your bigger team, and then your your sevens. Yeah. So I am worried that the game will change drastically to what I've kind of grown up with. Um. So that I'm just yeah. So I, I just don't want them to to get rid of what we know is the main
0: filled game as yeah, such. Field game. It's funny because it's we're a small sport and yeah. we need to be doing absolutely everything we can to get more people into it. And I know that a lot of people. I think I don't know if a lot of people are worried as such. But if field was fit to bring in people to the sport, it would have done it we would have done it by now and i think i mean you've played sixes obviously um it's it's a great game it's a different kind of game but it is possibly that vessel that we need to get more people into the sport now i wonder once they play sixes once they play that development game and then they see field i i'd struggle to believe that someone would solely be interested in sixes if i'm if i'm honest i think they're going to see field or I like to think they would, they're going to see field, they're going to see the field game and how it's played. And in that little, it's more detailed. There are more rules. It's that little bit more technical. And once they've got the grasp of sixes, I fully see it being an open door into the field game for these people.
1: So like I, when I first played sixes at the fly, one of the first feelings I had come back was kind of a bit of deja vu from pop lacrosse. (laughs) Honestly, I think that's why I loved it because you could just catch the ball and run. And yeah. then find a free player or even go to goal. Um, it was just just fast. And I think that's one of the, the things I really loved about the sixes straight away. It was so those coming from pop lacrosse, I think, won't be scared to go to sixes because it's very similar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a good it. transition.
1: Yeah. And then it's something else to then get really excited. Yeah. I think what people
0: are getting hung up about a little bit is that you've got governing bodies and world lacrosse that are pumping all the time and, and and efforts into sixes and they're going to it's the one thing that they can use to sell the sport yeah you know, like i said they'd have sold field already if they could so
1: exactly.
0: all right so as long as 10 10 aside still you know, around ten. you're you're all right with it
1: yeah and i love with 10 aside you get more teammates
0: yeah that's true that's so really yeah, true. that's
1: i think something i really really do love as well the more teammates you have the better you no know? more sisters
0: <laughs> all right cool 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 um So who do you want the listeners uh, of the show to go and follow on social media? It doesn't have to be lacrosse related.
1: You have to go and follow F.A.W. Wales. All right. Just because, I don't know, (laughs) they're great. Um, And, okay, so there's something called the Fab Story.
0: All right. F.A.B. Story?
1: Yeah. So this might not be for everyone. But they have a lot of tips. Yeah, I'm just checking. It's called that. They have a lot of like self care tips. Will just pop up reminders of things to do to kind of look after yourself. Some motivational quotes every now and again. Uh, but it's all positive, you know. It's all things that because even though I think we know how to look after ourselves and we know what things we should be doing, you go on autopilot and you forgot. You forget sometimes, and so there's great reminders on there
0: awesome is that on instagram yeah that's
1: on instagram it was instagram you said wasn't it or was
0: it whatever you want yeah
1: yeah yeah.
0: we do not restrict people to one social media platform it can be whatever
1: Um, there is a great app called motivation
0: okay
1: uh so again it's obviously quotes some people might not want quotes but you can set your um you can set it up so that you can you know get pinged five times a day ten times a day and it'll just be like a short quote or or anything but it might just come at a brilliant time it might just yeah. it might just say the word smile or it might just, just anything but it, again it's cheesy but it's just again that positive reinforcement all the time
0: do you ever this go is on. such a weird go question on, do you ever get because i do this so i have a, i've had a few things like that on my phone before and they yeah. flash up and i'm like piss off like right now no go away i don't need you yeah. right now do you ever get that? Or is it always like, that's worked. I feel amazing after receiving yeah. that, and that's great.
1: No, so I never get annoyed. I might, <laughs> like, oh, that one's not worked for me, or that one doesn't mean anything. But I'll just, like, swipe it off, you know. All right. So, no. Uh, just me. No, I'm sure there's everyone else. I've just been told I'm ultra kind of, woo so.
0: You are. You're a very positive person.
1: Not all the time. Well, I try to. <laughs> Because you know what, Joe, if I ever do, if that does ever happen now, I'm going to just message you straight away. It happens. Joe, you know, I've been pinged and I'm annoyed.
0: It's usually something at work, you know, when you're in a bad work situation, you're stressed and you're going, and you think, because it's a bit of effort. The whole self-help thing, it actually does. It's not, like, effortless. It takes effort. You've got to have that mindset. You've got to positively yep. reinforce yourself. And you know when you're like, I need something a bit more than a text right now. Thank you, but i'm gonna put you back over there that hasn't helped one bit um, yeah it's just happened but a couple yeah. of times that's all i thought
1: if it happens you'll give me a call and I'll, just...
0: <laughs> I'll have you on speed dial your regrets well, you, your regret no that.
1: you must probably just start blocking me now because <laughs> <laughs> <I'm too>
0: <laughs> all right cool laura what are you up to away from lacrosse hobbies um, etc
1: so uh, one of my favourite things at the moment is I started an under sevens football team. No way. Yeah. So my son was on the waiting list for about a year somewhere. And he was just getting... Wait, there's a
0: waiting list for to it's play huge. football?
1: Yeah, here and in the teams around here. Yeah. We the-, oh, the Welsh football team, you know, is where they train and everything. So it's, it's huge here. So there's a waiting list. So I just thought we That's
0: uh That's a bit of a... I don't know what you'd call it. That's not right. That's not good for no, no, you're making not... kids wait to play sport.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, I've even got a waiting list of about three kids on mine now. So no way. it's just getting coaches to come along.
0: I can imagine. How's, yeah. how's it going? Tell us about that. Under sevens well, football.
1: It's just brilliant. So um, just, uh, I'm learning. I'm getting myself out of the comfort zone, Get to do it with my kids, I'm getting to meet so many new people. And yeah. So I, I feel like, that's kind of helping me in the lacrosse setting as well. I don't because I'm having to. If I do you know some. I did speak to someone once as well in America, and they said some of the best lacrosse players out there had come from soccer. Oh, really? Because obviously your footwork on the balls, the skill work, and stuff. So um, I try and play as much as I can with my kids now to try and get my footwork back from, from ACL and everything. So so that's good. And then I love uh, free time as well. Just a bit of a learning geek. Anything to do with health fitness mental well-being
0: so what do you do to relax like so far you've you've got an under sevens football team that you're coaching and, and you know playing with the kids and stuff like that constantly learning what do you do to chill out because you're doing a lot of high level stuff like wales is high level gb is high yeah. level you're a mum your job sounds extremely intense what do you do to chill out
1: uh, that's what i've not worked out properly yet um do you know just going to do war ball. Oh, really? It me out. So with the TAP project as well, we've learned lots of mindfulness um, you know, practices and I, I can find just throwing the ball against the wall can really, really chill me. Okay. Um, did you know that I spoke to someone once as well and I learned something that I find really useful. They can say you can be really, really busy, but it's not the busyness that fatigues you. It's the fact that you've not given your brain time to go from one job kind of relax and then move to the next so for example we have different um I can't say my R very well but roles R-O-L-E-S so like I'm a mum I'm a daughter I'm a coach I'm a teammate I'm a presenter I'm, I'm whatever um so I might have just dropped the kids off at school and I might have work starting in 10 minutes but what I need to do within that 10 minutes is kind of just think right I've gone from having to be this organised or kind of not yelling because I don't yell at kids really, but I've I've gone from being a mum, so now I need to kind of park that and ne- sorry, and now what do I need to do to move on to my next thing? When well, I need to yep. to go and stand in a room of twelve mums, fifteen babies, and I need to stand there confident and I need to know what's do you know, do you know what I mean? So you're, you're leaving one one thing behind, giving yourself time to go. And then recharge for, for the next It's
0: taking one hat off and putting one on isn't yeah. it and you different requirements for different yes yeah, different a, hats yes yeah, so it's
1: acknowledging that you've dropped one and you're moving on not going just on autopilot i find that that really does help um reading reading is another thing i, I think can relax you even for 10 minutes walking but i'm still to find the magic thing that really chills me out <laughs>
0: These are all still really intense things other than reading, but they're all, they're all, you know, even going for a walk. It can be yeah, quite intense.
1: The reading will happen back as soon as I get into bed and the last two pages and then just gone. But
0: That's me. When someone says, I'm like, that's how I sleep. That's yeah. how I literally get ready for it. takes me about two years to finish a book. All right. So we still got background to lacrosse somehow, but yeah. Okay. You're very busy in lacrosse and you're very busy um, away from lacrosse as well. Um, okay so you've just had the the last the summer has been insane on the lacrosse calendar um you've had the summer of all summers to talk to us about you went to maryland and then it was back to back straight down to alabama um it's new for everyone but what was it like playing in two like high level international tournaments back to back
1: so it was just the best experience so it's funny because it feels like it's not happened now everyone will ask me at home how was it i was like it's like it's a different person it wasn't me it's, it's really hard to explain really yeah but that that's just my dream living life as an athlete is just the best thing in the world um it's it's, it's just a dream so it's funny i joke to the kids once and said in my next life um i either want to come back well lacrosse will be great then but you know different sport or di- different whatever just because I just want to be able to play every day. I want to be on that team. I, I want to be around my teammates all the time. I want to be in the locker room. I want to have work, you know, have 20 people around me that we're all trying to achieve the same. Just saying there's just something special about living life, of, a life as an athlete, you know, fueling the way an athlete does, sleeping the way an athlete does, getting the support around you. It's just, it's just like a dream. And now yeah. back home is just totally the, you know, you have to really motivate yourself to to be that athlete because I don't have any, you know, teammates around here. I don't have, you know, my friends aren't sporty, sporty. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's t- totally different. Like it's not happened.
0: I suppose it allows you to um, separate yourself from the the tournament and what's going on and other stuff going on in your life because obviously at home you're expected to do it all do the training yeah. turn up to absolutely everything but at a tournament it's just tournament time
1: it is just tournament time but it's um interesting so 2013 was the time I took my little boy eight month old to play at the world cup but this one kind of had a choice but not choice the kids didn't come with me but it made such a difference because yeah, I bet. compartmentalized and you could just focus on playing the cross and what did your teammates need at the time it was yeah you could just focus on playing the cross that was your goal
0: amazing all right cool so how were they what was it the Obviously, it's two huge tournaments. Um, The World Champs is you can kind of you know what you're going to get from that. There's a a blueprint there that's gone back to back. But Alabama was a completely new tournament. I know you'd been to the previous one, the World Games um, with Women's Cross. How was that? Like, was it was it what you expected? Uh, Did it live up to expectations?
1: This World Games was the first World Games I went to was awesome as well, but this one was just i love the world games because you were different athletes from different sports Yeah. and it's just inc- you just see like pure looking athletes you're like whoa how do you get so fit and everything and it just like it's funny i'd look at them i think oh we're with athletes and then you'd be like i say laura well I, you're playing the same sport in that tournament so you've got to yeah. be, you know it's it's still weird like i see me as just little Laura, and you know them as athletes so that was really cool to see and the fact you could just walk past the fridge and pick a, a drink cup, a water bottle, there were just drinks everywhere for you, and just walking into a canteen and having any type of food you wanted three yeah. times a day, just seeing the different sports, all the different countries. So that's I think why the World Games is really special because you're with other sports. That is great, and the facilities there were would be really top class. Uh, World Games, the accommodation
0: yeah america america tends to not do things by halves do they
1: no. but we were walking one day me and a couple of the scots and um there was just you know like a tall rise tower or flats or whatever and there was a huge drop down that just covered the building of people playing lacrosse No way. That, was, that was really cool i was like whoa look at that you know just seeing lacrosse as one of the the main things that was real special
0: that's awesome.
1: Not as special as seeing though in the bars, not that we were drinking or anything, but you know, when you had team socials with the, the parents' and folk, seeing the cross on the TV. But the yeah. world cup and the world game, what that you're actually playing in was up on the TV. That was yeah.
0: special. That's cool. So, obviously, it's, uh, I'm guess it's every four years, the world games, right? Yes. Obviously, you played in the last one and you've played in the one just gone what was the it was there a big difference between them the boys obviously came out this time was there a different feel to it like lacrosse had more of a presence or
1: yeah so the facilities were way better this time and because it felt like as well you were all together and like the same campus yep world game the first 2017 didn't feel that you were really with other people okay Uh, so that was really a huge difference and it was great having the men there as well, even though there was an overlap. Um, but I think also the lead up because we'd had training together and you really got to bond, you know, with the with the the players and we'd played in Portugal before as well.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think that made it. And I think for me personally, coming back from injury in ACL, this one was even more special.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. We've um we've had guests on the show previously and we've kind of talked about uh, i think they were both england players but kind of how i'd have assumed that there is a bit more of an interaction between the men's and women's games i know they're a bit different but the international athletes there'd be more of an interaction and i think it's only something that people have started picking up on recently and i mean like in the past couple of years i get the impression that maybe four years ago that it wasn't a thing that the two sports were just completely separate and they weren't using each other to bounce off each other like we've had will and katie the two goalies on and the what i took from that they don't like there wasn't they're not using each other's knowledge as much as i think i originally thought they were
1: yeah so now definitely i definitely feel a stronger connection between men and women the amazing i didn't women's side i thought that's that's really good um so we did have one training session together actually that was really fun uh so we got to you know do the mixed teams Yep, and I, yep. I find it quite inspiring to to see the boys play and do you know what i loved about the boys team is that they you could actually tell they were really grateful to be there as well oh really i, I thought that was i thought that was special you could tell they took a lot of pride
0: yep.
1: uh, i thought that was good yeah. that
0: was Well, women, women's lacrosse in the uk tends to overshadow men's lacrosse it's just a bigger game in the uk with the schools and um, even the standings international standings they've always been that that bit I think it's
1: equipment and stuff, do you think because obviously the men need to
0: yeah it's just not as popular it is it's getting there the whole sport's getting there, but the fact that it's played in private schools is the girls have just got that that well the women 's game have got that extra leg up, and it's not taking anything away from the sport or the people that play it, I think it is just that bit more developed, if you know what I mean so for the boys to go out and get that representation and that the the limelight as well i think yeah it's probably a massive massive step in the right direction
1: yeah and it does Um, inspire us girls as well so so thank you to them you know
0: beautiful all right cool 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 um so you've had a pretty major acl surgery from what i can gather this is when you were 37 um tell us a bit about that like how what happened when it happened, you are obviously, I think, three years down the line now, how's the recovery been? Um, I guess they call it getting back on the horse. Like, how's it? How's it all yeah. been?
1: So, so we were actually playing England in one of the games in Israel Euros, um, and my our Welsh physio actually was flying out at the time, so he couldn't make the first couple of days because he was with Wales football. So
0: <laughs> busy. He was
1: just literally <laughs> landing. I was like, here's Law with an ACL. Um, but you know what was really special was the help from the England team. At the oh, time. really? they were just you know um lara owen just just everyone i found that really special but my favorite part of the acl not obviously everything i've learned from it because i've just learned so much was the fact cause i didn't have private insurance mm-hmm. see we were then two years or one year out from world cup two years
0: 99. two euro yeah they overlap don't they to buy two years euros and world
1: and the waiting list for acl ops here was a long time Oh, really? Anyway, I think I think Heli Kellett-Clark or Ellie Walsh, who are our captains at the time, suggested we do a GoFundMe page. Yep. And we raised the £7,500 in 24 hours through the lacrosse world. No way! The best, I just remember. Born oh, the-
0: my God!
1: Yeah, it was just that I'm so grateful, so grateful, because if it wasn't for all those people that had fundraised, well, throwing money in from all over the world... Um, I wouldn't have had the op yep. so so soon, and um, so that's the best part of it. Um, obviously, we had lockdown during the main bit, so a lot of people say, "Oh, well, that was bad for my rehab," but actually, I thought that was better because, not yeah, I can
0: imagine day. that's actually really beneficial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, luckily, I was lent equipment, um, and my physio was just up the road, so he was just bang on my case. You know, are you doing this? Um, so I've learnt loads, but the great thing is now that I can relate more to people that get injured so if i see teammates getting injured because you are definitely alone i I didn't feel that alone because i went to seek help you know if i was feeling a bit i'd go and tell people i felt better um so now if you know people are injured like the coaches i think they need to keep checking in with the players don't just leave them if you know just a little phone call a little voice note how are you today you know how's your rehab going um, our coaches were great with that 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 made a big difference uh the and the coaches giving you jobs to do at yep. yeah yeah
0: so you feel involved more right
1: yeah but but you've got it but also they you can get an injured player who will just chat to their mates or whatever or you'll get that injured player who will go and do the timings who will actually like be proactive in finding roles to do like Helly Keller Clark who did at her ACL she was incredible like that she'd fill team film teammates and then go and give little snippets of help back so it's kind of taught me a, what a good injured player looks like and a bad injured player looks like yeah. and how well, your
0: your whole life gets turned upside down doesn't it if you're 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 going from training every day multiple times a day and you're involved in this big setup and it's such a big part of your life and then yeah. something happens. And it's not. However, it's for six weeks or six months, whatever it is, your whole life is turned upside down. And you mu- you must just feel really low for it. You must you know, you, you you've got to change your mindset. At the same time, you can't do anything with a leg.
1: Yeah, so but that's what I've learned is just because your legs lack it, oh sorry, excuse my language, doesn't mean You're can't right. anything else. Um so and it's no it's just a blip, you know, it is yes, it's rubbish. So if an, a, my teammate now goes to do and does a ACL, I'm not gonna be straight away, yo, don't worry, you know, because you're not going to get slapped in the face. But um, <laughs> you know, you've got to sink in. It'll sink in. And then all of a sudden, you kind of realise, well, what, what are the controller balls here? Yep. And then just it's a massive. You just learn so much. I think you can come back. You do come back a different player. Um, you can come back stronger in certain areas. Maybe not in other areas, but you just work on them. But, yeah, so you look, it does, things do turn around, but it's just a blip. Yep. You know, so the three years ago that I did it, it seems like forever ago now um so you've just got to not panic and just do what you're told to do
0: yeah. at the time did you think that was it were you like oh, done something bad here or were you like let's just i, get on I knew the
1: ac i knew it was i it. just because i've never had that sensation before yeah i d- do remember just feeling a bit of calm i don't know if it's because i knew i was going to have the help of the physio i did straight away i just knew they were going to be awesome um but the, so that we, I think towards the end of the tournament, the Euro, someone tried to um, do what you call it, an interview with me. And she said, uh, I can't remember what it was, but someone along the lines, you said sad that it's all over now that, you know, you're playing Korea. I just laughed. I said, no. She I'm said not that. <laughs> I can't remember the words, but it meant, you know, you're stopping. Yeah. I was like, just laughed. I said, no, you don't know me very well. Um,
0: Give and, me six weeks, I'll be fine.
1: Yeah yeah so no i i wasn't i just had a bit of calm i don't
0: know why okay that's cool Maybe I
1: knew lockdown was coming i don't
0: know yeah i think that's a great like you said it's actually a really good timing isn't it that's that gives you time to yeah. all the all the things that weren't necessary in life in some degree kind of got everything got a bit more doled down and people had free time so yeah. for re- rehab and things like that that you'd a lot of people push their rehab to one side whether you you know whether you're a sportsman or not you think oh have you done your stretches yeah 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 okay sure you have um so it gives you that bit you get a bit more time to do that i guess
1: i guess um, it's that choice isn't it you either want to do you can tell people you've done your rehab but you're only cheating yourself
0: yeah yeah so is it affecting you at all now has your game changed at all because of it or have right, you just so learned I, from it
1: i don't think i've got my quickness back yet so i'm gonna be totally honest i don't think i've got my quickness and change of direction back so but it's great because I come back from the world games well so I'd factored well done something to my rib about three weeks before world cup as well so um and because obviously lockdown the ACL it's really and just different things happening I don't feel like I'd played much lacrosse so being having that intense three weeks of lacrosse it felt like I'd only just started playing again as in like I got the I just loved it yeah and I was like right I wasn't very good at this and I wasn't great at that. So I was like, get me home and get me learning, like get my shooting. I wanna, I wanna shoot more powerfully. I wanna shoot more accurately. I wanna be able to get my dodge cause I can run that way. But my footwork
0: changes. The lateral the movement, yeah. Yeah,
1: lateral, just what's well, not there. So it's just giving me this big burn to get back and go sort those areas out now.
0: Nothing knocks you down, does it? <laughs> well, it
1: might for a little bit. It might for, you know, I've had my fair share of stuff, but yeah. There's always someone, someone more worse off than you, you know.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but is it like we said earlier? People don't always see it that way. We like to dwell on things. It's the natural yeah. human thing to do. So, I mean, I take my hat off to you for being as positive as you are. It's. I oh,
1: can take work. Take a lot of years work.
0: I can imagine. I can imagine. So you, reti- I didn't know this. But you retired in 2013. So what happened there? Because you didn't retire in 2013, did you?
1: well no so i so i had been with the dad for a long time so i didn't just go and get myself pregnant you know but accidentally kind of fell pregnant eight months before the world cup i remember oh, calling wow. Marge, our coach at the time Raj, you know <laughs> i still want to play but whatever so anyway he came in october we i went out to a tour in um america in february so i just took louis He was eight months old then and it was the most difficult thing I think i of. I was just exhausted. I remember just coming out. I think we had a psych session, actually. And it was talking... About, I can't remember what it was about, but it was saying, if you can't give you all... Or, oh, I can't remember. But I just remember thinking, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Or, and I just remember being exhausted, just exhausted. I just went back to my room and cried. And I was like, just get through this this week. So got got through it. Because even though the teammates were great to try and help. No one knew what it was like to have this baby, and try Did you say
0: eight month old as well.
1: He was oh, so in the February tour he was five months old. Oh my god, that's so young. He was little, little then. Um, and I just remember, I, I can't. I just, I didn't feel, you know, myself and whatever. And then I came back home. So I run two gyms at the time as well. And I wasn't, yeah, and wasn't supported. I basically, I had lots of memory guilt trying to get thrown at me. You're selfish yeah. lacrosse. You know, you should be at home with your, you know, you should be at home with little one. And there was just so much guilt. I just caved in one day and I was just, you know, I, I want to quit. So
0: It's too much type was, thing.
1: About three weeks before Home Internationals, it was, I said, I just want to pull out. So I pulled out. But Roz and Rod, Roz were out, Rod were out. And Lucy least time, they were just nag, 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 nag. Come back, you know. And it's, it did my head in, to be honest with you. It was just dry. I was like, can you say, everyone, just please leave me alone. So much so was on my mind. I remember driving home once. And I went to put, I had an, a petrol car at the time so i went to put you know the petrol thingy in and i was like it's not fitting in it's not fitting in so i just pressed the button anyway so i ended up putting diesel in my car because on this do i go back to lacrosse or do i not not so i I think that cost me about 250 quid (laughs) i remember hating everyone at the time (laughs) hating everyone at the time just like leave me alone and then i can't remember what it was but um i ended up going back um but roz and raj i have they i'm so grateful for to them for pushing me to go back so i think if i didn't go back then i don't think i would have yeah. the world cup i did the world cup and then i did quit um i had another baby 2015 and then um i think a, a few months after he was born i just was in my bedroom one day and i was like i want to go back to the cross so I called raj i said can i come back yes you can come back
0: no way and it's such a funny like time to like everything you've just said i'm taking in and trying to absorb and obviously my my wife's been pregnant recently twice and just to even understand it's not even sport on a on a international level it's it's having your 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 life's changed entirely you've had children and there's this new responsibility but you still feel that like desire i guess that you want to there's nothing stopping you wanting to work out you've got an extra responsibility but yeah. you still wanna you still want the endorphins and you still want that physical activity yeah. but you've got this new thing to battle with as well like it's it and one of my questions was going to be like what how can we support um mothers who have recently had children or young families into getting back into sport because it's it's what we've come on massively in society we were saying about girls in sport earlier and stuff like that we really have come on massively but it's still a it's not a taboo as such but it's still a right you've had kids now you're going to be a mum, and that's that and like you kind of said the things you just said about guilt a bit of people trying to make you feel guilty um about not being at home and not and not doing that it's it's not right it shouldn't be that way so what can we do as a sport as a society what do you think people should be doing to help um mums get back into sport
1: so I think um, Wales course were fantastic. I've got to say they have just been incredible the whole way through. It's because they have been very proactive, but trusting in you as well. So okay. you've, I think it's having that someone to talk to within the, the sport to say. Um, so, for example, I'll just share a bit of my story. So I'm actually say so I, I don't live with the boys' dad. So I have my boys four to five, well, four days of the, the week. Mm-hmm. and that has them the other two and a half um and one of for example i meant to have them back on a, for the whole of the sunday but obviously squad weekends yeah on a sunday so i have terrible guilt on the sundays because it's just you know and I, I get a lot of aggro when i was away i would get messages every day to say on sunday i shouldn't go to lacrosse blah blah, blah. um but being able to go to the coaches and say this is what's happening so that if i did have to take a phone call they knew i wasn't taking the Mick or yeah yeah so it's it's them being there for that open conversation you know what can we do to help how are you feeling what um and that your teammates as well um trusting in you so i think trust is a is a huge thing uh, then having that open conversation um i also think that the the postnatal training as well i don't think teams have got that nailed so if you if I just do they do, it, they do
0: it at all i wasn't even aware that they did it
1: no so so this is something i'm trying to look into to helping with so i actually had something within um, the uk sport go out now actually about postnatal training and things so yeah there's nothing because having a baby is kind of like having an injury you can't just have the baby and get back on the pitch. You know, there's, you need yeah. to have pelvic floor, all, you know, sorted, you check for diastasis recti. Um, so you need the healing part. Then obviously you lose strength, everything. So you need that strength build up as well, gradually. And then the actual return to play protocols like an ACL, really. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't know if any of the governing bodies of lacrosse at the moment actually have a postnatal plan whether the s and c's have you know a plan whether so i I want the the sports to have that connections with the midwives and the health visitors as well during the pregnancy and the and the postnatal period so so that they can kind of share information you know like say for example a player gets injured the physio will speak with the s and c
0: yeah yeah
1: so I, I think there needs to be that that framework of them all, you know, connecting together. Where yeah, so, absolutely. I,
0: so
1: that's why I started FitMama actually. Um, I've got I'm, I'm not plugging here.
0: So it's just plug <laughs> away, feel free, go mad.
1: But it, there was just no one to tell me why my belly was sticking out. There was no one to tell me my ligaments were going to be looser. There was yeah. no one to tell me that my hormones would be different and this is going to affect your body. I'm
0: pointing out the obvious here, but your body's gone from trained athlete, this is what I'm aiming to do, to you're going to have a baby, I need to actually prepare you for that, not too worried about you being an athlete right now. Your body does the changing for you, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and it's just all the, the, the health, the mental care as well. Yeah. Because, so for example, I went, I remember having a conversation with, um, Emma Hawkins and Ros Lloyd actually. So just before the time I tried to quit. So I'd made the old world team, 2005, 2009. Um, and obviously being at Maryland. So in my head, I knew what it took to be the best. I knew you had to train. I knew you had to fuel this way, eat this way. Basically lacrosse had to become your number one. Yep. And I was like, well, I'm having a baby now. I'm not going to be able to do that. I can't train like that. I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, so I was like, well, what's the point of me doing it? Because I can't go and do all of the of of that stuff. And um I think it would have helped so they were great. They were like, Laura, you know, some you playing 50% of what you can do is still what you know good enough for us. But I, I think there's needs to be people within the, the bodies that understand that you mentally might not be feeling this and that, and you're gonna be feeling a bit low on this area so it's having that that mental support there
0: that understanding understanding absolutely I mean unless you've had a baby I guess you're not no one's gonna know what you go through physically or mentally are they it's not I'm gonna guess that it's really not something that you can just explain to someone and oh I get it all of a sudden like there's a there's a small collection of people particularly within sport because they don't go hand in hand that are gonna understand and appreciate what you go yeah. through during this also, I,
1: I love that myself and laura Merrifield got room together at world games which is great so we just you know we could just talk to each other yeah. right, and share and you know i think your goals change as a member bit you still want to win but you know you have different focuses your different goals so it's i found it really useful having laura there but also um, my roommates at wales there also were willie and meaves but also Ros lloyd route so and Ellie Walsh was a captain who'd had kids as well, and was brought her baby there. So, and two of our coaches, they had their baby. So, it just felt great having that 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 support work and people to understand how you're feeling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool, Laura. We've got some listeners' questions. Uh, some really yeah. good ones. i have got quite a few came in. I can't ask them all, oh, um, but I'll ask some of the the good ones, uh, and then a couple more questions for you. Um, this one's great. What do you want to be remembered for when you hang your boots up? Such a long career.
1: What (laughs) happened? Okay, but go on. So what do I want to be known for? I think my go-to, my, I think my attitude. Okay. Attitude, yeah. That I think is, and how you leave people feeling. I think that's, that's a real big one to me.
0: I feel like you're on to a winner with that already for some of the comments that I got when, when I posted up that you were the next guest. People people weren't even asking questions. They were like, absolute legend, lover. Oh, bless What them. a positive person. Like, honestly, there were loads of really nice I was texting them back going, I agree. Can you ask a question as well, though? Awesome.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think for that. But um, yeah, that, that really. And maybe now, because I've still got some years ahead, hopefully in a few years' time, they might be able to say I've got my quick footwork back. I used to watch this space.
0: Watch this space. Um, this one's good as well because when did you go to Maryland?
1: Two thousand and two.
0: So recruitment from the UK wasn't massively a thing then. It still isn't now, but it's they're doing it more. So how did you get recruited?
1: Oh, so two thousand and one, we had the World Cup in Wickham.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I just finished my first year at Exeter, and Cindy Timpshall, who was the Maryland coach at the time was
0: there so she got to see you play in
1: well yeah but i remember then going back into you now i think it was in september or i don't know It was somewhere before christmas and i was in the library doing some work and an email pinged up literally i was a one-liner would you like to come play at maryland i just remember being like because <gasps> i um i just remember all my the players of lacrosse that totally inspired me there were there sonia Monica. yeah
0: Courtney it's quite the the name, isn't it? Adams, it's quite the name.
1: Yeah. And they were just winning, winning. I get there. We didn't win. We won the ACCs, but um, <laughs> um but yeah. So that's so I had an email, but I was loving extra. I didn't want to leave.
0: Oh really? You
1: know? But then uh, we just got it. You, I think you look to your parents as well, don't you, to have that? Or is it okay to go? You kind of need a little bit of yeah, you know you. Yeah. Can go so i was really grateful to mum and i I tell them i was so grateful to them for being like laura go
0: it's a once in a lifetime opportunity without a shadow of a doubt
1: but it's interestingly after the so i got there in the february of 2002 um because we were asked quite late and i remember coming home for summer and sending an email saying i want to quit don't know why i think i missed home yeah and the coach sent cindy had sent me an email and then my brother sent me a message straight away one said It'll be the biggest regret of your life. And one said, you're not a quitter. All it took was that. And then you, I just went then and just loved it.
0: That's those motivational messages, just in yeah. old school form, isn't it? Old you're getting school. emails. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So again, we're super grateful to, for, for that.
0: For well-timed emails. So what yeah. did you, this is a very vague question. What did you, what's your biggest takeaway from that experience?
1: Biggest takeaway from Maryland oh okay so it was the having to literally not take anything for granted because okay. you had to work your socks off to get picked so luckily i became a starter for the two seasons but you just had to you couldn't take anything for granted you had to get that ground ball you had to get so you so i was pushed so i know what it was like to be uncomfortable um But I also love the fact, so talking about coaches possibly now, that there was like a divide between players and coach. So at Maryland, if she said jump, you were like, how high do I jump? You just did, as you were told. You didn't go back with any of of this. And I think that's still ingrained in me. Um, So I sometimes maybe find that difficult if, if I don't see sometimes others doing that. Also grateful for them sometimes for trying to make changes and things. But um I just for Maryland, it was you just do I mean in practice terms, when you're practicing, do as you're told.
0: Yeah. It sounds like, like undiluted lacrosse, doesn't it? <laughs> like just very full on lacrosse the whole time. It, it, it was.
1: It it was you just everything was around lacrosse.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh this one's a good one what motivates you
1: So it's funny someone asked me again this the other day um so what, I think I always chase the post workout feeling <laughs> It's just you just know um you just know you're going to feel better afterwards yep. um and I think cuz I've done it for so long it's ingrained in me now that I've got to go and train Um so I just know it makes me feel good awesome. so That is my motivation
0: you hear everyone say, it, oh, I I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I'll do it, I feel better after doing that. The amount of times I've said that myself, and the next time I go and do a workout, I'm like, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered. Yeah. I feel better after that, funny yeah.
1: that. Oh, honestly, there'll be days I don't want to do it, and there'll be like training session with Wales when it's absolutely peeing it down with rain. Yeah. And it's, you're tired, or I don't know, time of the month, oh, or anything, you know, I just don't want to be, but that feeling of when you leave squad, it's like, damn, yes, you know.
0: Ticks it off completely yeah. Awesome. All right. I've got two more. Um, both really good questions. Um, what's your best advice for junior international players making the transition to seniors?
1: Okay. So you're not going to be the best straight away. So, you know, don't, don't worry if you say you've come back for, come out of under 19s being the best player. Um, just know it takes time. Um, don't blame other people. So if you're not getting picked, don't be like, you know, don't go on the defensive. It is be like, okay, so I'm not getting picked. So so what do I need to do? Um, so it would be go and approach the coach and do it a nice way. Don't, you know, go across or anything. It is actually go and say, what do I need to do better? What can I do to to improve? Um, so, yeah, don't, you know, if excuses start to come in, you know, where you start blaming others, No it's you know look into, your, look into yourself rather than blaming others if that makes sense
0: yeah definitely that's great advice i might take that myself and just apply it to my life <laughs>
1: yeah i'm trying myself <laughs> but it honestly makes such a you know because you think on the negative and then and it's do quit right so if they've got college work money they're most probably get boyfriends or whatever girlfriends whatever they want um but they can balance it all you can have it all as well you're so young do not go quitting just okay. because you want to go and become a doctor was lloyd wright incredible ellie wash emma hawkins the welsh ones to you know there's scott you know elsa um jenny Aiton, loads of different people have gone into you know degrees where they are so and jobs that are so intense
0: yeah so- it's quite the family at wales isn't it every time i talk to some of the the, the welsh players or the staff there is such a family feel i don't I'm not saying it's not like that with other international teams, no. but it's not as much as i I get a serious family feeling from particularly the women's team
1: everyone back we are just one big family. You can just get on the phone to to any to any of them with whether they're younger or older it is um it's a very special place
0: cool 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 uh, right that takes us nicely into the last listener's question um how do you balance it all and do so with such grace and positivity
1: oh bless them oh uh so you need a diary (laughs) (laughs) i know so but i try and get my clients to do this a lot of people don't have a diary and it is plan the week it's also it's also knowing why you do something so i know lacrosse into my life so, so imagine you've got life as like a stool with like different pillars yep some uh, stalls you can't you know they might not be stable you can't really control they might come from your life go from your life but lacrosse can always be there whether you've injured you've had a baby or you've had to take a break lacrosse will always be there so um to me that's really important so even when I, you know, eventually one day when I do stop, I, you know, I want to be involved in either mentoring, coaching, whatever, but I know that that lacrosse will be there. So that's, I'm going to make sure I fit that in because it's really important. So, um, but it's also being around, getting people around you to know how important something is. So I know through my separation, my mum and dad have just seen how important lacrosse is. So they, if, if they can tell I might be struggling a little bit, you know, they will, kind of say no laura we want you you know go and do it
0: yeah go and enjoy it that's your outlet
1: so it's 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 if if you love something so much you're going to find a way to do it and i think i'm lucky enough to love lacrosse and love training so i want to fit it in yeah um and then my kids i just have to fit them in because i have to fit them in (laughs) they're yours yeah and (laughs) they start to learn your way so they know they have to fit in with things so it's and I'm very open to the kids. I will say to them, if you don't want mommy to go to lacrosse or quit, you you just tell me, um, and they'll say, no, we know you you like it, and we get to go to nanny's house. So you know, it's it's you knowing what's important to you. It's making those around you know what's important to you, and using your diary to so book your training in like it's a job interview or like a meeting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll move up. Yeah. I've learned that if it doesn't go on the... Fa- if lacrosse games don't go on the family calendar they just don't exist.
1: No. If you don't write it down it doesn't happen.
0: There's like an unwritten rule. Yeah, because yeah, If goes on yeah. the calendar first you can do it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I've got a couple more questions for you. Um, I'm curious what do, your, what do your kids make of you playing at, at such a high level?
1: I don't... Really- I really think they understand i don't they're, they're starting to now because they've seen my well the football caps around and um i don't they've seen me on the tv so that's what they i think the struggle well, they're like mammy, you've been on tv playing lacrosse um but i think my oldest one isn't really into sport so um but i did hear him say to someone on the computer the other day one of his friends Mom, well the day i was going actually he said oh mummy's going to a world cup now she plays for for wales or whatever no, no so way. He had said that and the youngest now who's seven actually has asked if he can start coming to some squads because he's good friends with our physio as well so he wants to come and see how the fitness testing is and and different things so he's getting involved a bit more
0: that's awesome okay cool 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 um so what's the, the biggest difference for you now at age 40? Um, having 61. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, use, use that as, as the number. What's the difference now? You've just played two back-to-back, um, the World Cup and the World Games, say, compared to 10 years ago.
1: I think uh, there's
0: not many people, there's not many 40 year olds doing what you're doing. I find you so inspirational, it's unbelievable. Like from a parental point of view, but a sporting point of view as well. But how's you, it changed for you?
1: Yeah, so luckily I've got Ros Lloyd who's done the same as me. So she's she's been at every single World Cup with me, so she could answer that question hugely for you as well. Um I what has changed I think more of the perception, my own perception of what World Cups are like. So now it's more of I kind of know what's coming. But I think the way we play is different. So back then you'd have your you starting twelve and you would basically be on the field the whole time. Yeah. You know, and, and there wouldn't be as many rotations. I think that started happening in Israel when we went to ten. So subbing is totally different now. Yeah. But I but I, I think that's what got us through to the World Games and you know, to do a World Cup and World Games is I think an uninjured, in, you yeah. know? I think that's um, because of the subbing rotations. That that massively helps. Um, So I'd say, yeah, subbing rotations are different. But other than that, in my head, it's, yeah, my perception. So now I'm just more grateful for the different things, not just the playing. I'm grateful for seeing other other teams, other people I've not seen for a long time. I'm grateful for actually being on the pitch. I remember at the last game of the World Cup, well, everyone went I just said I just want to sit on the pitch for a bit I just want to sit on the pitch for 10 minutes just taking it in that we were actually at another world cup that I was able to be there that people had paid you know financially to get me there um so I think as you get older you get grateful for everything linked to it not just the playing
0: yeah okay that's cool So, that one actually one person did ask and I thought it was a I didn't want to ask it because it, it does kind of make it sound like there's an end point. Nope. How many more world cups and euros are there? Or is it, the, you don't care. It's just I... going to go and go and go until, until it doesn't go anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I can see another one there.
0: That's I what think, you want to hear. Yeah.
1: And if a good common, you know, yeah. There, so there's, I think there were two, two, three. I don't think I'm going to get, I don't want to say, inj- yeah. So I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about injury. Um, I think finances is a big thing. So yeah, even right expensive. now, in the seat, you know, I don't even know if I can afford the next squad next. So I'm going to be honest. So it's finances, because I've got the two boys on my own. There's, you know, and with the way things are at the minute, finances could be the thing that stops me. Um, and I refuse to let that happen. And um, I think the second thing would be if my kids are massively into their sport on the weekends and there's no one to take them. Yep. You know, I would just feel distraught if they weren't getting to play, but mum was still going. Yeah. Um, but I think I've got support systems in, in place, so I'm already. What I'm doing is I'm looking ahead. What are the obstacles going to be, and how and overcoming them now? How, yeah, overcoming them now. That is it. So I I'm going to play until I'm not good enough, um, uh, or I'm going to play until something tells me I have to. But I don't. I don't see a, an end point now.
0: That is it for episode 43. Special thanks to Laura for coming on the show.